Hello and welcome to episode five, would you believe, of the Coffee and Compounds podcast with me, Paul Andrews, and the wonderful Summer. Hello and welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think we're, I think we're well into coping with uh, <laughs> with lockdown. We've established what we're what we're doing. Whether we're um, throwing ourselves balls deep into it, or if we're just going to roll with it and <laughs> try and come yeah. up. I'm very much, very much in the latter. <laughs> very much in the latter. Just 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 riding with it. See where we go. Um, so today we have got a really good topic speaking of of lockdown uh what we decided we wanted to do is tackle some of the the challenges and the pitfalls that people are falling into perhaps some of the the things that we're witnessing within the industry at the moment um thanks to yet another lockdown and just to reiterate the basic fundamentals when it comes to fitness because a lot of people feel from what i've seen on social media and from people I've spoken to a lot of people seem to feel that the or they have a perception that the fundamentals of what they need to focus on and work on has changed in the absence of gyms being open and, and being in a state of lockdown so um, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to tackle perhaps some of the things that we're witnessing in the industry point out why you don't necessarily need to go down certain routes um, and just reiterate some of the fundamentals so that hopefully you can listen to it, maybe learn a little something, feel a bit better about where you're at and how you're coping with lockdown and ultimately give you hopefully two or three really simple things that you can focus on that means you can either stay on track with your goals or you can get back on track if you feel like you've fallen off of the wagon um, from that perspective and, and basically get you through this lockdown. Um, so I, I'm, I'll, I'll kick off, if that's all right, with you, Summer, initially, because I think the biggest challenge that we have at the moment is that whenever a lockdown gets announced that's longer than a few weeks, so I'm not necessarily talking about when you sort of drop into a, a tier four scenario like we had before Christmas, um, but like a full national lockdown that has no end date, is instantly, as an industry, the fitness industry suddenly goes, okay, we've got no gyms what are we going to do? And every man and his dog goes down the route of pumping out free, free workouts. Basically they're like, Oh, come watch me train on an Instagram live or I'm doing free zooms. Who wants to join? And it's great in terms of providing a, a place for people to still be able to go to in a way um, and, and give people um, the ability to, stay active and, and still have a bit of interaction with with people but I think it possibly sets the wrong expectation and then Summer and I were talking on a call just before we jumped on here and the example that I gave it is that it makes me feel a little bit like we've gone back to the 90s um, and, and maybe even sort of pre-90s um, in that when I think about being like a kid and growing up every morning on like GMTV they'd cut away to Mr Motivator and he'd be doing his like step aerobics in his horrendous high-vis spandex and every 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 man or woman and their dog would have like a a home workout video that would that would be coming like released in time for january and and basically people all over the country who were dying to lose weight thought all they had to do was watch gmtv and do a 10 minute 
aerobic exercise with Mr. Motivator and watch whoever it was off of like Emma Dale's latest video. And that would be enough for them to, to lose weight. And we've kind of like, because of the closure of gyms, we've been forced into the fact that we, we have to train at home. We can't get away from that. And for some people it's fine. They've got loads of equipment and they can carry on as normal for other people. It's like, what the fuck do I do? I haven't got any equipment and I don't want to just get fat. And, and there's the industry has kind of leapt on that, which I completely understand, but it sets the wrong expectation in my opinion, in terms of it puts way too much onus on exercise and planned exercise as being the the catalyst for people dropping body fat or staying on track when what we actually need to do is appreciate a couple of things we need to understand where our energy expenditure comes from in general um we need to understand what are the fundamental elements of of both fat loss or maintaining body weight or, or even trying to grow um grow muscle tissue and we need to be able to apply the basic principles to our current situation and and i think that for me and summer by all means i'd be good to get your your view on this as well for me having an entire industry or it seems like an entire industry pumping out endless amounts of free workouts is just distracting people from what they actually need to be paying attention to at the moment and it's like i me personally before lockdown when gyms are open i don't i don't think there was ever a time for me personally or equally for the majority of personal trainers where you would be in a gym situation training and you would try and get everyone in the gym to come and gather around and watch you train because nobody gives a fuck what what you're doing in the gym like everybody's session is individual to them and their goals and quite frankly if i stood in a busy gym was like hey everybody come watch me train probably one person would be like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea because everyone else is doing their own thing quite rightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you close gyms and suddenly every trainer ever is like, oh, come watch me train. And people all of a sudden are like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And it just it baffles me. I can't get my head around it. I'm like, what? what we... it's the year 2021. How, are we, how have we gone back to the late 80s, early 90s where it's like, yeah, let's just watch somebody train and try and just copy that because apparently every, everybody's the same and should be training exactly the same. And it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. So, I, I, yeah, I think this is what we're going to really dig into today. So I'm going to hand over to you. I want to know what your thoughts are on the, uh, <laughs> on the influx of swipe workouts and free Zooms. Yeah, so I understand the mentality behind it. And I think I do understand where the trainers are coming from. Obviously, it's perceived to be motivating like if you're scrolling through and you're seeing like 10 women or 10 men all like train at home you're like shit okay I can train at home I've got this but (laughs) whether it's actually helpful whether it's actually helping people towards their goals I am not entirely sure I think there's a lot of other factors besides your workout that's going to affect uh, your progress, which is hugely overlooked. Um, something that I've been focusing way more on this uh, during these lockdowns over workouts is people's mental health. Because in my mind, if you're mentally not in a headspace to even want to get out of bed in the morning, I can put up as many free workouts as I want. You're still not going to be feeling great. So again I understand the rationale behind it and I get where people are coming from however 
I can't help but believe that the first few people that did it probably did it with all intention in the world and just wanted to get people motivated and get people moving. But now it's almost become a virality thing where people are posting these workouts because it's what people engage with the most. It's what people like the most. It's what people share the most. And like shares and follows don't get people to their goals. You know, it will build that person's audience um, and it might increase their, uh, their ego for a little bit. But I don't think it's solving a problem. There's been free workouts online for, I suppose, since the Internet's been around. I mean, I could go on YouTube right now and type in home workout and I would get a million results within a second. So I don't think that the lack of free workouts has ever been the problem. I think the problem is people need to be accountable uh, to make sure they're actually doing what they say they're going to do. But alongside that, they need a program that's progressive and doing the same jumping around your living room Monday to Friday. There's no progression. It's not it's not tailored towards what you want to achieve. So, you know, if you're wanting to build a bum and someone on Instagram has got you jumping around doing burpees that that's not getting you towards your goal. Um, that's, that's my take on it. Um, again, I don't think anybody's putting them out with like the intention to be uh, like dishonest or anything, but I just think that time could be a lot better spent if maybe we swapped out some of those videos for talking about like the struggles, um, the, the mental implications of being locked inside and and things like that you know people are more worried about losing their jobs this time of this time of year that we're in than again being forced around the living room um by somebody on instagram live yeah i completely agree and i think again that it, it's it's, a, it's like a double-edged sword isn't it the, the stuff that people seem to be engaging with most is the endless amounts of free workouts and it's kind of like it's almost becoming false engagement as well because so many people are doing it and so many people are like, oh, that's brilliant, I'll save it. They've probably got like enough for the next five years worth of home workouts and it's like, are they actually going to do them? Are they actually being used? Are they actually... And, and, and most of the people who are liking and saving this stuff are probably other fitness professionals who are like, oh, that's really good. I'm going to save it and I'm going to copy it and I'm going to pump it out to my audience. And it's like the people who actually need the help are probably now just getting bombarded by the noise and not really getting the support that they actually need. Um, and I think a big part of why people are, are struggling at the moment with regards to motivation is because you see one of two things. You either see people jumping around their living rooms, doing loads of hit and dip, pumping stuff out every single day or you see the people who've got like a full home gym and it's like ah, oh. and it doesn't matter which side of the fence they're on everyone seems to be leading with the whole like hashtag no excuses or like get get at it get it done and all of this kind of stuff which is again it's probably coming from a place of wanting to inspire and motivate but i think this particular lockdown because they haven't really given a an indication of end date like they they've said oh it's, you know it's until mid-february but could be extended beyond they're talking about like march april this kind of stuff there's a lot of like unknown and there's a lot of like worry and fear from the people are experiencing at the moment and i think putting pressure on people to to do home workouts and to still be just as active 
is probably not really helping from a mental health perspective like you said it's, it's pushing people either to do stuff that they don't really want to do which they're not going to enjoy, enjoy so they're not going to stick to and then they're going to beat themselves up when they don't do it or it's just going to make those who haven't been able to get into the groove of training at home feel more shit because they're all they can see is that all these people doing all this stuff all this stuff and they're like well i haven't done anything and i think it's our responsibility as, as fitness professionals within the industry to be educating people on what is actually important and as much as staying as active as possible is going to bring significant benefits you we cannot get away from the fact that if you do a half an hour hit workout that's going to bring so much benefit from your energy levels to your your mental health in general because of the, all of the the endorphins it's going to release and it's going to make you feel good and you're going to feel better about yourself but at the same time if your goal is to drop body fat or even to maintain or if you wanted to add a bit of size whatever it is the fundamental principle behind it is to balance your calorie intake with your energy expenditure and if we take fat loss because let's face it the majority of people are striving to to improve their physique and a lot of people are overweight and the area that we both work in probably most is helping people lose weight or lose body fat the biggest thing you need to manage there is you need to be eating less calories than you burn and when you actually understand that that means your nutrition is probably the most important element that's going to help you significantly but also if you just want to boil it down and look at your energy expenditure in general being more sedentary, although that will have knock-on effects to other parts of your health, that doesn't mean that you can't still lose weight or that you can't still drop body, body fat. It just means that the amount of calories you can eat per day will be less than if you're more active. And I think the industry needs to be identifying this as a challenge, as a knowledge gap for, for those who need it most and saying, actually, yeah, we're in lockdown and the gym is shut, but that doesn't mean your own goals are going to be sacrificed like i know people who are fucking qualified pts who in the first lockdown were like shit i can't i can't stay on track because i don't have the gym and these are people who are supposed to understand energy balance as a fundamental part of their qualification who are still like i can't do it without the gym and it's like actually when you look at energy expenditure 75 percent of the calories that you burn each day come from being alive like you wake up in the morning if you didn't move from your bed all day you'd still burn 75 percent of the calories that you normally burn anyway by being alive you then look at the next you know 25 percent of your calorie like the calories that you burn each day and you're going to be lucky if five percent of those calories that remain will be burned from your planned exercise and yet people are pinning all their hopes on that five percent and they think, I can't hit my goals without that 5%. Well, yeah, you can. And unfortunately, I know it's coming from a place of good intention, but having 2 million PTs pumping out endless amounts of free hit sessions, having fucking like Joe Wicks pumping out morning PE to the nation three times a week is setting the wrong expectations. Getting like, yes, we want to get people more active. That's part of our job, but if we're talking fat loss and we're talking about educating people, we need to be reassuring them that actually the absence of being able to go to a place of, of fitness doesn't mean that they can't hit their goals. And we need to be actually educating people more on the importance of good nutrition and understanding their, their calorie intake. And 
again, this I think this is something that you'll probably be able to talk about in in terms of your own experiences as well. The challenge that you have is that you've got you've got a massive amount of fad diets, and we're not going to get into that. We've we've spoken about it before, and we'll probably touch upon it in more detail. But you also have all of the coaches out there who are showing their highlight reel of their clients and all of their great progress and saying look how well they've done in like short spaces of time because quite a lot of coaches out there take quite a almost like a, a competition prep type approach to, to working with their clients and they'll give them really strict really set meal plans and it's like you eat chicken broccoli and veg like in, and rice eight times a day and you if you know if, if you so much as look at a biscuit you have to fucking cry for a week um and all of this kind of shit and yeah it gets great results and people have amazing physiques but again it sets an unrealistic expectation of, of what's achievable and people think that when you say you need to address your your diet that's what we mean as pts that you then need to go and eat restrictively and it's like actually i would rather see a, a thousand pts talking about the importance of understanding energy balance and increasing things like your needs so your non-exercise activity focusing on trying to understand how to work out your what your calorie intake needs to be and focusing on hitting that consistently with a good protein intake then saying you know hit like save and comment four words on my latest fucking booty burning belly busting home workout which is just basically another hit workout that might burn 300 calories if you're lucky but i mean what's your what's your sort of take on that because i know obviously like me you've gone down sort of the prep route in, in the past and and obviously having things like accountability is a massive factor but what's your experience been of kind of like working with coaches and that kind of thing yeah so i think there are a number of coaches that get like unreal results don't get me wrong like just looking from an outside perspective you'll see like a week one and a week 12 you'll be like jesus christ that's you know that's a lot of progress um and I think that makes a lot of people obviously want to work with them, but not necessarily knowing the mechanics behind it and actually whether or not those results that you get in 12 weeks are still going to be there six months down the line. I think when a lot of people come to coaches, they expect to be given um, exactly what you say, a chicken and broccoli, yogurt and egg white plan, um, which you and I have both done in the past. And we know that Although at the time you can get you can get considerable results very quick, it absolutely obliterates your mindset around food, uh, the freedom you have, and that's why I try and make crystal clear to to anyone that even approaches me about the way that I do things or the way that I like to coach is I don't set strict plans. Um, and I think it puts some people off coaching because that's what they expect when they come to a coach. Um, they expect it to be like bodybuilding prep like unless I want to get stage lean um, I don't like I don't think I should work with a coach when actually I think our role is a little bit more giving you the knowledge you need to to manage yourself so that we touched on it earlier when you leave coaching with us it's not because you physically can't sustain the diet that you're doing anymore it's that you think right okay I've learned everything that I need to learn and I'm now confident that I'm never going to fall back into the fad diets or um, piling on the weight again. Yeah, 100%. So, I think 
just to just to jump in on that, I think that's yeah. part of the challenge that we we're faced with is that actually the concept of working with a PT or a coach pretty much historically and again this isn't aimed at calling anyone out or anything but ultimately it falls into the same yo-yo pattern in terms of people do it for a for a short period of time to get rapid results to look a particular way and as soon as they get there they're like cool I don't need my coach anymore and then they end up back at square one Um, and I think you're absolutely right that the way that we work and the way I would love the industry to move towards is actually trying to educate people yeah get them great results but teach them every step of the way how they're doing it and what the fundamentals are behind their goals so that when they get there they can then apply that to keep hold of it um i think we're as a as an industry fitness in general is is very short-sighted it's all about like what can you achieve in the next six eight twelve weeks at the expense of losing it all six eight twelve weeks after you finish um and yeah i think you completely hit the nail on the head like it, it from our perspective, the way that we work is it's like, yeah, we probably get results a bit slower than the average coach, but there's a very good reason for it. It's because we spend time with each client to understand them as an individual and educate them every step of the way. So that actually, yeah, they might work with us for 12 months instead of six, but at the end of 12 months, they're going to be in incredible condition and know how to fuck to keep hold of it so that they're not going to come back to us in four months time and go, sorry, fucked it. <laughs> yeah um, i'm back to where i was before yeah. i came to you yeah sorry i jumped straight in no no you're good that's fine so yeah that's that's a really massive part of it is i think there's a big notion of thinking that um if if you're not super restrictive like you're not going to get the result and very much what you said you know our processes are a little bit longer and it requires you to be a bit more patient and i say the same thing to everyone when they say to me oh am i dropping weight quick enough like um Oh, I don't feel like I'm progressing quick enough. And I straight up will say, like, I can put you on a restrictive chicken and veg diet and you will drop weight quicker, but I guarantee you, you're going to feel like shit. Um, and I say the same thing and it comes, I suppose it sounds a bit harsh, but it's only coming from a place that I've been and I know how soul destroying it is to miss out on social events, miss out on birthdays, miss out on meals out because it didn't fit my plan or it wasn't my cheat meal. Um, And it's just not something you need to do unless you're looking to be in immaculate condition to get on stage and be, you know, I don't know, 5% body fat, then great. That that will work for you. But for just for normal people that just want to feel better about themselves, feel more confident and just enjoy life while still looking the way they want to, it's totally unnecessary. And it just requires a mindset shift and a little bit of reassurance from from people like ourselves that um, you can still enjoy what you want and look the way you want to. But it's going to take a little while, I think, for the rest of the fitness industry to to follow suit. But I think it's it's getting there. Yeah, I think it's moving in the right direction. And I think it, you know, looking at lockdown in particular, um, when you something you said there really resonated in terms of when you're on a really strict diet and I don't care whether it's a like a prep style diet with a coach or whether you're doing a fad diet or whatever it is that you're doing when you're on a really strict plan and you have to sacrifice social life you have to sacrifice birthdays anniversaries fucking whatever it is in order to reach your goal 
like that is soul destroying and when you look at the situation we're in at the moment we're all being forced to sacrifice pretty much all of those things as it is and the last thing i want to see people do who not only want to improve their overall health and fitness but actually probably need to because their health their long-term health depends on it and they're probably in the at-risk category of catching covid and, and being at high risk of complications or, or ultimately dying from it because they're overweight or obese these people are already having to cut out enough as it is and i think if the industry is still pushing people into a situation where it's like oh you've got to train six days a week doing hit around your living room you've got to eat chicken and veg you've got to be restrictive you've got to do xyz you've got to cut this out you can't have that like people are cutting out enough and being made to do so as it is and i think our job as fitness professionals it should be to be able to put an arm around the shoulder of people like this and say actually just because there's no gym just because you don't have equipment just because you don't like hit doesn't mean the end of your goals doesn't mean to say that you just spiral and go out of control like you can still reach your goals you can still achieve great progress and you can do it without having to make any more significant sacrifices than you already are as dictated to by lockdown and I think that's a more empowering and positive message to be coming from the fitness industry than fucking like, save and share my latest uh, fucking dick swinging competition with the rest of the industry. Um, and yeah, I, I just think hopefully people listening to this, it's probably not our longest podcast, but I think it's probably, it, I think it's massively important for us to really hammer home the fact that just because we're in lockdown, it doesn't change the basic principles behind your goal. If your goal is fat loss, the principle behind your goal is being in a calorie deficit or an energy deficit. How do you do that if you're going to be dictated to by the government and deliberately less active than normal? By just managing your calorie intake in terms of what you eat a little bit better. Does that mean that you have to cut out all the stuff that you enjoy? No, it doesn't. Does that mean that you have to eat stupidly restrictive and live off of chicken and rice with broccoli? No, it doesn't. What it means is that if you're going to have to reduce your calorie intake to account for the fact that your energy output is now down in comparison to where it was, it just means you might have to be a little bit more mindful with, with what you put on your plate. You might have to change your with your portion structure and you might have to focus more on having a lot more vegetables on your plate so you can eat more food without eating as many calories you might have to appreciate that instead of having three takeaways a week you can now only get away with having one but you don't have to stop doing these things you don't have to cut these things out altogether you just need to appreciate that if you're not going to be as active you just need to make some allowances along the way to to account for that or adjust your your mindset in terms of how quick you want to see your progress again if your planned exercise equates to about five percent of the calories that you burn and you're not being as active all right you might be burning between five and ten percent less calories well you could probably still be in a calorie deficit eating exactly the same amount of food as you were before it will just be a smaller deficit which means it's going to take you a little bit longer to get to your goal but if you're doing it in a sustainable, slower approach and you're still making progress just a little bit less each week or each month, surely that's better than beating yourself up because you haven't jumped around the living room with Joe Wicks like a twat and like everybody else is, or because you accidentally ate a couple of biscuits and you're like, oh, I've ruined everything. Like 
we've got enough to cope with. Like our mental health is taken enough of a battering as possible. And I think that what people need to understand is that the principle hasn't changed. The, the way and the place that you can exercise may have changed, but you can still apply the same basic principle and you can still enjoy what you're doing. And again, if you can focus on enjoying what you're doing, exercise in a way that you like, eat the food that you enjoy, but not like a complete arsehole, you're probably going to get through the, the lockdown, not only happier, but you're going to get through it healthier and probably come out of it in better shape uh, than you went in. Um, particularly more so than if you allow yourself to fall into the, the mindset of the gyms are shut. I can't do it. I can't lose weight. I can't, I can't get results or I need to be doing six hit sessions a week to get results. If you can move away from those two mindsets, then you're already off to a much better start than the most. So hopefully the, um, yeah, the, the, the notion of this podcast, the, the message behind it is kind of helping that the fundamentals don't change, but balance your food with your energy output. If your energy output is down, then perhaps your food intake needs to be adjusted a little bit and try and try and get your knee up. We haven't really touched upon it. Uh, today and perhaps it's a podcast in its own right just talking about neat but um mm-hmm. try and get that up. your non-exercise activity like if you're not jumping around your living room doing hit once a day like just try and hit your ten thousand steps spend less time sat down find stuff to do that keeps you busy in general around the house and you're going to burn more calories throughout the day anyway than you would if you just sat on your ass like there's ways and means to get around it without having to resort to a million burpees or doing one of the like <laughs> pointless squat challenges or abs challenges or whatever is out there um that people seem to be doing at the moment um which is probably having very little impact on their goals yeah definitely and i think uh as a finishing note one thing that you touched on briefly there was um coming out of lockdown a lot happier i think just a heads up to to anyone that's working towards goals at the moment or might have fallen off and looking to get back on track is make sure that your happiness is at the forefront and your enjoyment of the process is at the forefront like we've said in this podcast there's so much shit going on right now anyway I can think of anything worse than missing out on my weekly Nando's or missing out on having a Biscoff brownie when I go and get my coffee once a week because for me it's the only thing in the week that actually I get to go out and do or have and if you're working towards goals at the moment just make sure that you're doing it in a way that you enjoy don't make this lockdown any harder on yourself than it needs to be because what will happen if you overcommit to something that you're not really enjoying and you say to yourself I'm going to train six times a week I'm going to do I'm going to burn this many calories per session you're then just letting yourself get down and feel guilty when when you haven't done it so protect your mental health at all costs whatever that may look like for you if it means that you only want to train once or twice a week like I would rather you did that and you enjoyed it than beating yourself up because you haven't done six sessions in a week um speaking from my personal experience when I'm in the gym I try and train five six times a week if I can at home I'm lucky if I train three times a week and at first I used to beat myself up about it and be like oh this isn't good enough I'm not disciplined but actually sometimes you've just got to lean into how you're feeling um and just take the guilt with food and exercise away from it so if you're feeling like that at the moment um you're definitely not alone I think we're we're all in the same boat yeah definitely and I think um a point you made there that that needs to be 
made time and time again is is the fact that like if you're not as active as you were like it's, it's completely okay like i i am i'm not ashamed to admit that i have not trained since we've gone into lockdown at home because it doesn't really inspire me um and again i've spoken about it on other podcasts like my mental health hasn't been in like the best place so for me all i've been doing is just managing my calorie intake to reflect a change in my activity i'm still doing well over ten thousand steps a day. i'm still plenty active i'm just not training um but that's because my goals at the going before we went into lockdown were to try and grow some muscle tissue and to do that i need to lift heavy and guess what i don't have a home gym so i'm taking the pressure off myself by not beating myself up to train every single day and to try and replace what i'm doing with stuff that's just not going to happen at home and i'm just doing stuff i enjoy i'm just staying active Go, you know, going for massive bike rides instead, getting out, doing more than 10,000 steps a day and just keeping generally active and making sure I'm not eating like a twat in, in the meantime. Um, and to be honest with you, if you're focusing on staying happy and healthy, um, taking that approach, if the prospect of doing home workouts really doesn't appeal, is going to probably bring you out of lockdown, not only in better shape, but a fuckload happier than if you try and force yourself to do shit that you just don't enjoy um, and it's no different to when gyms are open like your fitness shouldn't be a fucking battle it shouldn't be a slog yeah you'll probably have to work hard and be consistent but you should really be putting enjoyment at the forefront of anything you do like if you don't enjoy working with the coach that you're working with because what they make you do get get another coach find someone who helps you to apply the principle behind your goal to a method that you enjoy and guess what it won't feel like hard work it'll be fun and it's no different in lockdown out of lockdown find what you do yeah find what you enjoy and do it often and just balance that with making sure that your food intake matches what your energy output is for for what your goal needs to be and i, I think that's a more empowering message than look at this workout save it like it and share it <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> yeah on that note fuck those idiots um let's not be dickheads about it if you need help reach out to either of us uh, as well like we're you know we're we're here to help um we've both got a couple of slots still available um coaching wise so just reach out and we're, we're, we'll help you out we'll set you up and we'll get you doing shit you enjoy and getting results in the process like I'm still, I, you're probably the same. I, I get messages from my clients at the moment who are literally like amazed that they're still making progress and still dropping inches and dropping weight. And I mean, it's, it's been all over my Instagram story. Like uh, check my fucking, my highlights pay, bit about my client feedback. Like people are literally saying to me, I, it feels like it's too easy. Yeah. Um, Why is it still happening? Yeah. That's because if you don't cut everything out and you don't approach it like a dickhead it's actually not that hard it's just there's not enough people out there trying to get people to appreciate that actually a slightly slower process is going to be more enjoyable and easier to stick to than if you just go fucking balls deep into what is effectively disordered eating and training like an absolute bell end um but one's more attractive than the other apparently <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> But, but yeah, so uh, hopefully that's that's helped sort of ease some some of your frustrations or some of your concerns. Hopefully it's kind of reiterated the fact that, you know what, your your biggest ally, if your goal is fat loss during lockdown, is not going to be jumping around your living room. It's going to be watching what you put in your in your face, in your mouth, uh, what you eat. Um, and if you can 
not eat like a dickhead, you're not going to end up in a shit situation. And if you really don't like doing hit at home, you don't have to. You'll make progress without it. Just, yeah, match your output with with what you stick in your mouth and make sure it's in the right place. And for fuck's sake, don't discredit the value of having accountability with a decent coach either. Um, because now more than ever, you probably just need to be able to speak to somebody once a week and be told you're doing a good job <laughs> for your own mindset. Yeah. Uh, I can't express <laughs> the benefit of that enough. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's us for this week. I think I think we're good Definitely. there. We'll hand over to Summer for for final words, um, and then yeah, we will see you on the next one. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening today. Obviously, as Paul said, if you need any help, have any questions, just drop uh, one of us a message. I'm at Summer Training on Instagram. Paul is at uh, fitness. Perfect. Um, yeah, and we'll see you on the next one. Anything you want us to cover, just let us know um, and we will see you next week. We will see you there. Thank you for listening. <laughs>